بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد نسلی اللہ رسول الکریم اما بات الحمد للہ ٹوڈے از دا سیونٹین آف ڈسمبر ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزنڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی تھری اینڈ الحمد للہ وی موو آن ٹو دا نائنٹین And I've reached verse 93. So inshallah, going through up to and including verse 98. So verse 93. Audhu billahi minash shaitan rajeem. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Say, O oh my Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you will show me I in my lifetime, that which they are warned against, then, O oh my Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala, put me not amongst the people who oppress. So in these first two verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is instructing His beloved to make a particular supplication. And He's told that I don't want to be amongst those or I don't want to see those who are going to be punished. And do not put me amongst those who oppress. So the first thing, we are taught that evil will be visited with a terrible punishment, not only in the next life, but in this very life, when its cup is full and the time comes for punishment in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plan. So this is a clear reference to the fact that the punishment also comes on the earth. Allah does not wait for the grave, the day of judgment, He also afflicts, but the evil has to be filled to the brim. And this is, of course, what causes what takes place, is, uh, what takes place on the earth. And there's a hadith. The hadith is in Tirmadhi, Sahih, Imam Ahmad's Muslim. And Ibn Kathir, before relating the hadith, he said about these verses. It means, if you, subhanahu wa ta'ala, punish them, whilst I, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, am witnessing that, then do not cause me to be one of them. And then he relates that the Prophet ﷺ made the following dua. Oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you want to test my people, then take me ﷺ to you, I by death, without having also to undergo the test. So here the hadith is authentic in Tirmidhi. The Prophet ﷺ, he was supplicating, If you want to test my people, he goes, take me. I don't want to see this, oh my Lord, without having also to undergo the test. So note this was an echo of the command in the verses which I've mentioned. And also what's relevant, <coughs> there's another very famous report. So it helps to clarify further. And the report mentions this hadith. Is it Tirmidhi, number 3093, Ibn Kathir's tafsir. Abu Musa radiyallahu relates that Abu Lubin Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down to me sallallahu alayhi wa sallam two safe shelters for the benefit of my ummah. He then recited Surah 8 verse 33. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was not going to send them a punishment whilst you sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was amongst them. Nor was he going to send it whilst they could ask forgiveness. 
The Prophet then explains, Hence, when I pass away, I will leave the seeking of forgiveness with them until the day of resurrection. So here, the Prophet he explained that for this Ummah, Allah has given them two uh, shelters from the divine wrath. One is the presence of the Prophet and that was of course in his lifetime. And then after he left the world, he said, seeking forgiveness also protects you from the divine wrath. And note the Prophet recited Surah 8 verse 33, which explicitly mentions that. And this is why when Rasulullah was forced to migrate i.e. from Makkah to Al-Badina, Abu Bakr Siddiq correctly said, he goes, now they are doomed. So Abu Bakr Siddiq was highlighting that they foolishly caused the Prophet to leave. But his presence was protecting them. And of course, shortly thereafter, notice the battle started to take place in which many of them were, were killed. And also, in Abu Dawood, Imam Ahmad in his Muslim, and his graded Sahih, in Sahih Sunan Abi Dawood, number 1055, the report says, our beloved Messenger, he once wept during the solar eclipse solar, and he made the following dua. Oh my Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala, have you not promised me that you shall not punish them whilst I am still amongst them and whilst they still invoke your forgiveness? Indeed, here we are invoking your forgiveness. Subhanallah. So there was a solar eclipse and the Prophet was offering the prayer, sallallahu alayhi wa and he, he explicitly said, and he was fearing wrath, he goes, you promised, oh my Lord, that you will not punish them whilst I am amongst them. And here I am. And you've also <coughs> promised you will not punish them if they seek forgiveness. We are all seeking forgiveness. So look at the incredible taqwa of the Prophet He was thinking that the punishment may still come, even though they were doing both these things. And this is why there's another report. In Imam Ahmad in his Musnad, Hakim states sahih to the criteria of Bukhari and Muslim Ibn Kathir's tafsir. The Prophet said, the Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala has said, by my might and majesty, I subhanahu wa ta'ala will keep forgiving them as long as they keep invoking me for forgiveness. So Allah says a qasr, that I will keep forgiving you as long as you keep asking for my forgiveness. And he said that to shaitan. Shaitan said, I'm going to mislead them all, except those that you protect. And Allah says, I will forgive them all as long as they keep asking forgiveness. So note, we should never belittle seeking forgiveness. So this helps to explain these verses as well, where Allah mentions to the Prophet that you don't want to witness when my punishment comes, but this was not going to happen because Allah promised he won't punish them amongst them and he was not amongst the people who were oppressed, who were oppressing. Verse 95, And we are certainly able to show you that against which they are warned. So now this punishment in the world, it takes incredible anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <coughs> for punishment to come in the world. But there are a few reports indicating certain sins. One of them is disobedience to parents. Allah will afflict you in the world, the Prophet said. And others such as uh, usually... So there are certain things that you need to be very careful of because Allah's anger is kindled immensely. And that, what's interesting, is for the Muslims. <laughs> for the unbelievers, 
they seem to have more rope. The reason being because they don't. But even they, if they provoke too much, Allah will eventually take them as well. And if you look at what's happening in the world in today's day and age, especially in Palestine, you can see this. Sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. People are thinking, what's happening? But these are unbelievers. But the key to this are these verses. In a future life, but this life, when its cup is full, when evil's cup is full, Allah's punishment will also come. Verse 96. Repel evil with that which is better. We are well acquainted with the things they say. So what does this mean? Repel evil with that which is better. So there's a report. So this narration is recorded in Sayyid Bukhari, uh, Targheem, number 2421. Abdullah ibn Abbas, he recited this verse. It's actually mentioned in two parts of the Quran. Surah 41, verse 34. And this verse, Surah 23, verse 96. In fa'billati hiya ahsan. Repel evil with that which is better. Ibn Abbas explained. Patience <coughs> when angry. Pardon when pained. When they do this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect them and humble their enemies before them. Subhanallah. So what did the great Ibn Abbas say about this passage? So Allah says, repel evil with what is better, ahsan. So for you to act upon this verse, according to Ibn Abbas, you have to be patient when angry. So their evil is anger, you show patience. That's better. When they pain you, that's their evil, you show pardon. If you have those qualities, <coughs> the word the Ibn Abbas said, Allah the Almighty will protect them and humble their enemies before them. So, as-sabr in the ghadab wal-afwa in the isa'a fa-idha fa'alu asamahum Allahu wa khada'alahum adubahum. Now think about that. If somebody says, would you like your enemies to be humble before you? For instance, in Palestine, <laughs> would you like Allah to protect you? 100%. There's a condition. You show patience when you're angry and you pardon when you are pained. So those things aren't easy. But Allah is promising that according to Ibn Abbas. And also, just to look at that other verse, he adds something very interesting. In Surah 41, verse 34. The verse actually says, and this is fascinating, not only does Allah help you, he says in the verse, repel, e uh, repel evil with what is better, then will he between whom you and you was hatred become as it were your friend and intimate. <laughs> Subhanallah. Then he, will he between whom and you, between whom and you was hatred, become as if, as it were, your friend and intimate. So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he say? He says, that if you do these two things, which Ibn Abbas mentions in the Quran, the one that has actually got enmity amongst you, he'll become beloved to you. 
So his hatred, you will nullify it. And he will begin to love you. So now, a person goes, examples are always better to clarify. Yes. The hadith is in Tirmadi, Imam Ahmad's Musnad, Hakim Tabarani, Sahih al Jamil, number 1110. Our beloved messenger, he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the best sadaqah is given to a resentful relative. The best sadaqah is given to a resentful relative. So a relative who has who's broke ties with you, you know, speaks ill of you. The Prophet said, that's the best sadaqah, give it to them. <laughs> now what happens when you do that? It's not easy. You think, oh my God. <laughs> you do it. You bite your lip, like the Quran says. What, what happens? If you keep doing that, you will be you will become beloved to them. Allah Ta'ala promises that. Can you think of an example in the time of the Prophet where this happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, which one are you referring to? Uh, regarding the slander, when you give uh, money. Okay, yeah, that's a good example. I was thinking more the conquest of Makkah. The Prophet forgave. And what happened? They all loved the Prophet too much. He goes, I forgive you. You are all at-tulaqa. So it's not easy. You know, nobody's saying it's easy. Now what's very significant, it's mentioned twice in the Quran. If Allah Ta'ala mentions something twice, it's very important. Repel evil with that which is better. So to reiterate, what did Ibn Abbas say? He said, you are patient when you are angered. And you pardon when you are pained. Allah Ta'ala will protect you and humble your enemies. So not again, the, you know, this is why we got, you know, we're our own worst enemies. We don't realize that by taking certain paths, we're causing harm to ourselves. And then Allah Ta'ala says in the verse, we are well acquainted with the things they say. In other words, don't worry about what they say. I know what they're saying. Verse 97. And say, O oh my Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala, I seek refuge with you from the from the pushing of the shayateen. So now, there's a few things mentioned here. So the verse reads, وَقُلْ رَبِّ أَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ هَمَزَاتِ الشَّيَاتِينَ أَعُوذُ So in the work, the spiritual cure, an explanation to Surah Fatiha, page 43, it mentions that the meaning of A'udhu is I take refuge and guard myself, take precaution. Because there are two opinions concerning the basis of this verb, A'udhu. The first is that it is derived from the meaning of As-Satr, covering or protection. And the second meaning is it is derived from the meaning of Luzum al-Mujawara, firmly adhering to that which adjoins it. So putting it simply, is taken from two meanings. Covering, protection. And second, firmly attaching to which is next to it. Then the Sheikh mentioned, he gives the references, I don't want to bore you. As for the first opinion, then the Arabs used to say with regards to a house that is in the shade of a tree, Uwada. Therefore, when this house did 
Adha with this tree by being built under it, its shade, the Arabs named it Uwat. <laughs> this is the language. So, what is Uwat? Uwat is a house which has a tree shading it. The same applies to the one who says Audhu, for he seeks protection and covering from his enemy when he seeks refuge with it. As for the second opinion, then the Arabs used to say regarding flesh that was stung to a bone and couldn't be removed. Uwada, because of its refusal to be dislodged from the bone. The same applies to the one who takes refuge, Audhu, for he sticks firmly to the one, subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is seeking refuge with and refuses to be distanced. Both of these opinions are correct. So how do you translate that? Good looking, eh? A'udhu billahi. And we say all the time, well, what does it mean, brother? I seek shelter. Very good. Anything else? He goes, that's what I need to know. So now, what's amazing, the Quran itself mentions 12 blessings of isti'adha. So if somebody says to you, what is the virtue or what are the blessings of seeking refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or being attached to Him? There's 12. So I'll give you the verses very quickly. Surah 11 verse 47, Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam said, O my Lord, Inni a'udhubika, I take refuge with you from asking you for anything about which I have no knowledge. And then it mentions, he was honored with two things, peace and blessings because of this. Where? In the next verse, Surah 11 verse 48. Kila ya nuhu bit bisalamim minna wa barakatin alik. It was said, Nuh, alayhi salatu wasalam, they send with peace from us and with blessings on you and on the nations that will issue from those who are with you. So he sought refuge from speaking without knowledge. Allah Ta'ala blessed him with peace and blessings. Salam wa barakat. Another part of the Quran. In Surah Yusuf, wasalam, Surah 12, verse 23, Yusuf said, Ma'adallah, innahu rabbi ahsana mathwai. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is my refuge and protection. He is my Lord and has been good to me where I live. For which he was honored with two things. Evil and shameful things were averted from him. The next verse, Surah 12 verse 24. That happened so we might avert from him all evil and shameful deeds. So he sought refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he was speaking to Zulaikha. We are trying to seduce him. And Allah ta'ala gave him protection or kept him away from evil and shameful deeds. And just as a point of interest, Panipati said, this is talking about minor and major sin. He was given ma'asumiyat. The third part of the Quran, in Surah 2 verse 67, Musa alayhi salatu wasalam said, A'udhu billahi an akuna min al-jahileen. I take refuge and seek protection with Allah from being one of the ignorant, for which he was honored with two things. The lifting of being jahil and the bringing back to life of the dead person. 
So this is when he was told, get a uh, sacrifice, uh, a, a bakala, and they started asking questions. And eventually, they said to him, he goes, he goes, are you joking? He goes, I seek refuge with Allah, being one of the ignorant. Allah Ta'ala then gave him two things. He lifted the accusation of Jahiliyyah from him. In Surah 2, verse 67, and Allah Ta'ala brought the dead back to life in, with a piece of that meat, <coughs> when a person had been killed innocently. Musa also said, in Surah 44, verse 20, I take refuge and protection with my Lord, and your Lord, against your stoning me, either fell on. And he said, Surah 40, verse 27, وَقَالَ مُوسَىٰ إِنِّي أُثْدُ بِرَبِّي وَرَبِّكُمْ I take refuge in my Lord and protection and your Lord, O Fir'un, from every proud man who does not have faith on the day of resurrection, for which he was honored with two things, the destruction of his enemy and his inheriting their lands and homes, referred to Surah 44, verse 28 and 29. The mother of Maryam, she said in Surah 3 verse 36 I have named her Maryam and placed her and her children in your safekeeping from the accursed shaitan for which she was honored with two things Surah 3 verse 37 her Lord accepted her and made her grow in beauty and health. وَأَمْبَتَهَا نَبَاتًا حَسَنًا Maryam, when she saw the angel, alayhi salatu wasalam, said, Surah 19, verse 18, قَالَتْ إِنِّي أَعُوذُ بِالرَّحْمَانِ مِنْكَ إِنْ كُنْتَ تَقِيَّا I take refuge and seek protection from you with the All-Merciful. She was honored with two things. A son without a father. Surah, 20, surah 19, verse 20 and 21. And a son who protected her. Surah 19, verse 29 to 23. So now let's summarize that. All Quran, various prophets and saintly souls said the same words. <coughs> Seek refuge in Allah and protection with Him. Allah Ta'ala gave them what blessings? 12. Peace, number one. Number two, blessings. Number three, Protect them from evil. Number four, protect them from shameful uh, deeds. Number five, lifted the accusation of being jailed. Number six, bringing back the dead to life. Number seven, destruction of their enemies. Number eight, inheriting their lands and homes. Number nine, acceptance. Number ten, given health and beauty. Eleven, a son without a father. And number twelve, children who protect you. All of that is Quran. So when people say, what are the verses of A'udhu Billah? You don't go to the Hadith. You go to the Quran first. And if you go to the Quran, you realize that it's immense. So now, when should you say this? So there's a very famous dua. With the Prophet wasallam. he said, that whoever says, A'udhu Bikalimatillahi Taammati Min Shalimah Khalaq. And one report says it uh, three times. He is protected from all harm where he resides. Allah Ta'ala will protect him. And that hadith is in Tirmidhi authentic. Also there is a hadith in Abu Ya'la 
And the hadith mentions, whoever says, A'udhu Billahi Minish Shaitan Rajeem, ten times, morning and evening, he's protected from the shaitan. So you should say it, you know, not just when you're reciting the Qur'an, but this is again how great that, that dhikr is. Baluka is belittled. People say, everybody says it. What do you say? So why have I mentioned all that? Look at the verse. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say to his beloved? Say, O my Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala, I seek refuge and protection with you from the pushing of the shayateen. So now what does it mean? The pushing of the shayateen. So in Ma'arif al-Qur'an, volume 6, page 331 of the English translation, Mufti Shafi, he recites the verses, he then said, the word Hamaza, the infinitive of Hamazat, translated as strokes, means to push, to press, is sometimes also used to mean to make a call from behind. So when Allah tells His beloved, seek refuge with me and protection, from the strokes, Hamazat is shayateen. It means his pushing, his pressing, his call from behind. Then he said, Mufti Shafi, this is a very comprehensive dua, often invoked for protection from the guile and mischief of shaitan. And Rasulullah constantly urged the Muslims to recite it. This prayer is also very effective in repelling the shaitan's attacks and the jinns. Then the Shaykh mentioned the report. And he made a slight error. He mentioned that Khalid bin Walid suffered from insomnia and the Prophet taught him a dua. But the dua he gave is not the dua that Rasulullah gave to Khalid. This dua was Abdullah ibn Amr's instruction to the Ummah. The hadith is in Abu Dawud Tirmadi Hassan Gharib Mishkat. So Abdullah ibn Amr radiyallahu he said that if you suffer from insomnia, uh, and you feel like something's pressing you, say this, I seek refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's perfect words, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's wrath and his punishment, and from the evil of his servants, and from the strokes of the shayateen, and from that they come to me. So, this is what he said, but of course it's true with uh, Abdullah ibn Amr. Then, Mufti Shafi said, يحضرون, That they come to me, Surah 23, verse 98, According to a hadith in Muslim, Rasulullah is reported to have said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that shaitan meddles in all human affairs and tempts people to do evil deeds and that this dua is the best protection against his attempts. This is also in Qurtubi, it is tafsir. So, shaitan meddles in all your affairs, eating, drinking, going into your house, walking into your house, going to the toilet. He's, at, he's always at it. Intensive intimacy with you. He doesn't even leave you there. So, the Prophet wasallam said, this is the best thing to say. A'udhu billahi minas shaitan al-rajim. I seek refuge in Allah and protection from the shaitan. This is something we should never, i.e. belittle. Now, the dua of Khalid bin Walid, I mentioned that, which is worth mentioning. Khalid bin Walid, this is in Qansul Omar, number 28,539. He was complaining to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa about being pestered by a jinn. So even before moving on, what was the jinn thinking of? Right? I know what I'll do. 
I'll stop bothering the soul of Allah. So Khalid had some problem with this jinn. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him to recite this dua. A'udhu bi kalimati Allahi ta'amati min sharri la yujawiz zuhunna birru wa la fajiru wa la fajirun min sharri ma dhala'a fil ard wa min sharri ma yukhluju minha wa min sharri ma ya'luju fil sama wa ma yanzilu minha ومن شر كل طارق الا طارق يترك بخير يا رحمان خالد ريبورتس رضي الله that it all came to an end after he recited this dua so this is a very important dua for those who are affected by the by the shayateen and the jinn and this will you know drive away because there's a type of jinn called the ashik he falls in love with the human and he's always bothering them so this will uh, you know and impact. So note in those du'as you get these words in this verse. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I seek refuge tells his beloved, I seek refuge with you from the promptings of the shayateen. And in verse 98 he says, and I seek refuge with you, O my Lord lest they should come near me. وَأَعُوذُ بِكَ رَبِّ and we will conclude. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Qul rabbi imma turiyanni ma yu'adun. Rabbi fala taj'alni fil qawmin zhalimeen. Wa inna ala an nuriyaka ma ina'iduhum laqadirun. إِدْفَعْ بِالَّتِي هِيَ أَحْسَنُ السَّيِّئَةِ نَحْنُ أَعْلَمُ بِمَا يَصِفُونَ وَقُلْ رَبِّ أَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ حَمَزَاتِ الشَّيَاطِينَ وَأُوذِ بِكَ رَبِّ أَيْ يَحْدُرُونَ We pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He makes the Qur'an the Rabbi of our hearts and I pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He forgives me for any edits which I may have inadvertently uttered. Subhanallah bihamdi subhanallah wa bihamdi kashfullah ilahi illallah wa astaghfirullah 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 wa ast